Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N, Anton, along with my co-host, regular Steven. What's going down, player? Not much, man. If people knew the links we go to to do this podcast, <laughs> only if only they knew. <laughs> if only they knew, man. It's a serious business, man. We got to get yep. it done. Yep. Hook or no, it's been a good day, though, man. It's been a good day. How's your day going? Oh, I can't complain, man. You see all this sunshine out in here. It's uh, pretty nice outside. Uh, it's been a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Yeah. I see you're probably jealous because you're not getting none of this sunshine being indoors right now. But you know, <laughs> Yeah, I time. was out there earlier. I'll be out there later. <laughs> in due time. Getting the work in. Yep. <laughs> no doubt. Well, we got a good show with you guys today. We're going to talk a little round ball, a little NBA action. The season starts next Tuesday, October 22nd with the big matchup of my squad, the Lake Show going, can you say going home or on the road? They're all they're going to be in the stable. <laughs> <regardless>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Playing the Clippers at 1030. And it's going to be <laughs> awesome. Definitely going to be awesome. Um, so we're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to kind of touch on the preseason, what stands out to us thus far. Then we're going to get into some predictions. Uh, do our seedings east and west, one through eight. And then we'll do uh, the championship, the winner and rookie of the year and MVP and so forth. Um, but with all that said, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. We would love for you to interact with us. If you click on the description of the show, you can see a link that will allow you to leave a voicemail, leave a question, a comment, anything. We will get you on the air and on the show. Um, Also, there's a link to support the show monetarily if you decide to do it, if you love us that much. The lengths that we go through. Get this show popping. <laughs> you don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> there was a documentary, you were like, damn. We need to about two, three dollars. <laughs> but, anyways, let's get on with the show. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, regular Steven, preseason wise, what has stuck out to you thus far? Well, the big thing for me, um, usually going into, you know, any preseason, especially in the last 10 years with Kentucky, but I've always been excited uh, to, you know, check out how the rookies fare getting into the league. I mean, summer league, you kind of get a feel for it a little bit, but they're playing against a bunch of other rookies and other guys who aren't going to be playing in the NBA, uh, usually guys that end up in Europe, and you have your handful of guys. But getting to see them in the actual preseason games, uh, you start to get a better feel for how they're going to fare. Um, obviously, you can't take too much from it. But for me, you know, having said on the last uh, NBA podcast that we did, uh, the Pelicans are one of my teams that I'm looking forward to watching. And the reason for that, obviously, is Zion Williamson. Yeah. So wanting to see wanting to see how he fares against what everybody keeps saying is, well, how's he going to do against grown men? Well, so far, he is the grown man. Um, the speed, the agility, obviously the explosiveness we all knew he had. Uh, but at his size, just being able to body guys and get through contact and all of those things, he can back you down. He's showing a good touch shooting. Not that, you know, shooting the basketball is a strength of his right now. But with the touch that he's showing, uh, it looks like at some point it won't necessarily be considered a weakness. It, there's potential there. Um, so again, to see him, uh, you know, just kind of doing what he does and kind of continue on like, he really looks like he should have been playing in the NBA last season. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that's been my biggest takeaway uh, so far. I mean, I've been watching some other things, you know, checking in on the Lakers, seeing how it's looking with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. A little worried. Not, I don't like seeing Anthony Davis, you know, jamming thumbs and things like that. Uh, but, you know, and then checking in on some of the other rookies. R.J. Barrett, uh, DeAndre Hunter has been doing pretty good with the Hawks. Uh, Trey, Trey Young down there in Atlanta is looking pretty good in year two as well. Uh, so just keeping up on some of those guys. But Zion Williamson, by far, in a way, is my biggest uh, a takeaway, just how good he's looked in the preseason so far. Uh, what about you? Oh, yeah. Um, definitely Zion. <clears throat> I've watched all the highlights. I've seen the, 
the stat stuffing stat lines that he's put up thus far, 71% from the field, which is absolutely ridiculous. That's Rudy Gobert and, you know, <laughs> uh, JaVale McGee, people who only dunk the ball for a living type numbers. But he's putting up 23 points in 28 minutes. That's just nuts for somebody who's a rookie and people who have questions about. So, yeah, he's doing great. Um, I can't wait to see him in the regular seasons. There's obviously obstacles coming along with that with a player coming out of college, not being playing 82 games before. That's always a roadblock for a rookie. So interested to see him handle that. And also his weight, you know, it's a big dude, man. Yeah, them knees, yeah, he's huge. Yeah, them knees might need steroids. That's all I'm going to say because <laughs> it's, 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 it's a lot to, to take on. Um, that might be his only obstacle ever in his life far as his NBA career is his knees. But otherwise, man, a uh, few other, you know, John Morant, I've watched a few highlights of him. He looks like he's going to be special. Obviously, he's very small, so he has to put on some weight, but his ball handling skills around the rim, he's nuts, you know. Um, Tyler Hero, his stroke work is looking real stupid out there. He's going crazy yeah. in Miami. Carson Edwards, the hometown hero, Purdue alum, looking very special yesterday it was a, the day before yesterday no it was yesterday no the day before yesterday it was the day before yeah eight three-pointers in the third quarter looking very reminiscent of himself in the 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 ncaa tournament yeah. going crazy so there's a lot of things to look forward through this season some of the new pairings and things like that going from a trio league to a duo league yeah kind of nice creates a new parody a lot more teams are active in the chase for a ring. <clears throat> yeah, that's what that's the I think the most exciting thing going into the season is that, you know, for the last whatever five years, you know, obviously in the Eastern Conference, you know, before LeBron went to L.A., uh, you'd be looking at whatever team LeBron was on. That was going to be the team that was going to win the East. And then you had, uh, you know, the Spurs and some of that early time, you know, when he was in Miami. But then obviously it's been Golden State for this whole time. Yeah. So getting those teams broken up a little bit and getting LeBron obviously on the West Coast, uh, you know, obviously we've talked about this before, but the Western Conference is absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but like you said, even in the Western Conference, at least even though I feel like the power in the leagues is, you know, strongly leaning in the Western Conference, there's still not that one team that right. where it's like everybody's trying to catch that one team. It's like, okay, there's five or six that all you could almost argue have as equal shot as any of the other five or six that you could be talking about. Um, so I think, yeah, that that's exactly what's exciting to me about the NBA season is we're not just, you know, meandering throughout the regular season, just waiting to see who the Golden State Warriors are going to be playing. We don't know who's going to be there and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I was tired of looking at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, knowing that they're going to go to the finals. Obviously, it's good if you're a Golden State Warrior fan, but for everybody else, yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of boring. <laughs> it really is. Well, well, and this will be the true test, man. This will be the true test. Are there still Golden State Warrior fans? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. All those Golden State Warrior jerseys you see walking around in Indiana. Uh, we'll see if those are still out there this year because they're obviously eventually going to be good. Once Clay Thompson comes back from the injury, I mean, they still got Draymond, Steph, you know, they've added some pieces. They're still going to be good, but now that they're not maybe going to be that dominant team, do they still have fans? So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. But all right. Well, we'll, we'll get out of the preseason phase. Let's get into some predictions on the other side of the break one time. All right? We'll be right back with Balls Don't Lie. Let's go! Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Regular Steven, let's get into some predictions. Uh, we're going to go east to west. We're going to go from top, uh, bottom to top. Yeah, let's go eight to one. Let's go eight to one. We'll go back and forth. Um, What's your number eight seed in the East? Um, My number eight seed in the East did not make the playoffs last year, uh, but I'm going to go with the Charlotte Hornets. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, I really didn't put them on my radar, but the East is kind of weak. It's very top heavy. So I can't say that's wrong at all. Uh, My number eight pick is going to be the Miami Heatles, as you would call them. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Yeah, they got some nice pieces down there. Uh, We'll see, though. It's kind of a crapshoot. I didn't get NBA 2K this year, so knowing rosters up and down is kind of hard for us at this point. Yeah. So it's a crapshoot. Go ahead. Number seven, who you have? Uh, number seven, I'm going Brooklyn Nets. I'm not really convinced on anything yet. I mean, adding Kyrie, okay. Uh, but, you know, adding Kyrie to the Celtics last year, who I feel like still have a better roster overall, um, didn't really do that much for him. I I'm just not really sure what to make of Kyrie. I mean, I'm sure they can come out and prove me wrong. I know the Nets made the playoffs last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. I'm st- I'm still not totally – I, I got to see it, I guess. I got to see it to believe it. And honestly, at the bottom of these standings, we're kind of splitting hairs. These could go any, any – these teams will be probably separated by a game or two uh, at the end of the year. So, But at number seven, I'll go Brooklyn Nets. All right, all right. My number seven will be Detroit Pistons. Um, obviously – they uh, did. They did make the playoffs last year, didn't they? I think they were the yeah, AC. Yeah, yeah, they were in. Yep. So, um, adding Derrick Rose, who seems to be rounding, coming back full circle, going back to the not MVP Derrick Rose, but a very solid point guard in this league. Um, pairing him with Blake Griffin, whose skill set is uh changed, but he's a little more skilled than I think he used to be. So, in the East, I think they can push for a number seven spot. Yeah. <clears throat> Number six, who you sure. got? Uh, number six, I'm going Miami Heat. I like Jimmy Butler, uh, not as a person, but I do like him as a player. Um, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is, but I think he is actually good. Um, and then also with Tyler Hero, uh, Idris, uh, Bam Adebayo, and some of the pieces they have there, I really like what they have going on. And I'm going to be pulling for that team really hard this year. I might even get a Miami Heat hat, uh, but I'm going to go Miami Heat at number six. Okay, okay. Uh, number six, I got the Raptors. Um, largely they return the same team for the most part, uh, minus that monster named Kawhi. Uh, Pascal Siakam emerging actually as the second best player on that team, even above Kyle Lowry to me. Um, I still think they're going to make noise, just not as much as they did last year. I think they crept up on people. They did have a decent record without Kawhi, though, so... Yeah. They could be higher. They definitely could be higher, but we'll see. We'll see. Number five. Yeah, Who do you uh, got? No, yeah, number five, I'm going to go with the team you just said, the Raptors. Um, right. I know they lose Kawhi, but I think there's enough there. And with the, the bottom of the East just isn't very good. I think they're still good enough to finish in that top five. So I'll go Raptors at five. Raptors at five? Okay. Uh, I have the Pacers sitting at number five. Uh, another team that possibly can move up. They did uh, lose Bajan Bogdanovich, um, very good player to Utah. Um, they did gain Malcolm Brogdon, very good point guard coming from Milwaukee. Uh, we'll see how Oladipo recovers. That's really the big key for their their season. Yes, if it they, is. If he comes back, you know, the same way he, before he left, uh, they could easily be a top four, top three seed, to be honest. But I'm going to leave him at five for now. Number four, who you got? Uh, number four, I'm going to go Boston Celtics. Okay. Uh, you lose Kyrie, you lose Al Horford, but you add Kimba Walker and Enos Cantor, um, and maybe, who knows, Carson Edwards, see if he gets some run. Uh, you still have Jason Tatum there. There's a lot of pieces there. Uh, so, you know, and, and obviously one of the best coaches in basketball. So I still think the Celtics, with what they have, uh, I think Kyrie Irving's a little bit of addition by subtraction. Um, not that Kimba's necessarily as good as Kyrie, but I think taking some of the uh, team locker room to- turmoil out of it. Uh, I'm not sure how well he really fit in there if they felt like he really bought in. Um, so, right. you know, that can cause all kinds of issues. So I- I'm going to go Celtics at four uh, with the roster that they do have currently. Okay. At number four, I have the exact same Boston. Um, all the same reasons, pretty much. I am interested to see how Kimba fits in. Uh, he is a ball dominant uh, point guard. He likes to chuck up a lot of shots. They have a lot of young guys on that team, so people could get in their feelings real fast if they're not getting shots, you know. (laughs) Kimba, he's dope, though, but he's a volume shooter, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Losing uh, Al Horford, I think he was the glue to the squad last year, 
could be a big hit. Enos Cantor. He gets you buckets and spurts, but he's not big on defense. No, he's not. No, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, number three. Who do you got coming out the East? Number three, I got our hometown uh, Pacers. Woo. So, uh, yeah, like you said, they lose a Bogdanovich, but they gain an Oladipo, um, hopefully healthy and ready to go. Uh, I like their team. I like how hard they play. I think with Oladipo back and adding Brogdon, I think they take the next step and finish. Hopefully, if Oladipo stays healthy, everybody stays healthy. Obviously, this is contingent on that for any of our teams. Uh, but I, I'm going to go Pacers at three. I think they're that quality of a team. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go Pacers at three. Okay. I like that pick. I, I, I should have probably put them there, but I didn't. Uh, number three, I actually put Brooklyn there. And my only experience with Brooklyn uh, beyond last year, I saw them in the preseason this year, and their shooting is crazy. Them boys can shoot out there. And last year, having D'Angelo Russell, who's a, we can say a B-minus player, He's he's good, but he's nothing. He's not Kyrie, Kyrie when he's on his game. So I figure they can actually take a step forward. Being you know, they're a very unselfish type team. They're a nameless team in, in my opinion. They're just a bunch of good players who play real hard, real solid, good shooting, you know, and do everything right. For, in the East, I think if they're in the West, they wouldn't be all that great. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the Raptors to be honest. They're really yeah. like the Raptors. You know, the Raptors, they're a bunch of nameless guys beyond Kyle Lowry last year and Kawhi. Pascal, he actually ascended into people's vocabulary during the season, but nobody knew who any of these guys were for the most part. <laughs> but they were just balling, you know, sound, sound defense, sound offense. The system worked and was going right. So I guess I won't put my house on it, but I'll put Brooklyn at number three right now. Yeah, that works. That works. All right, so we already know who the number one and two seeds are. I want to yep. know what order you put in. Who is your number two? Uh, my number two is the 76ers. Right. Um, adding Horford, I get it. You know, to the to what they already had. You lose JJ Redick. Uh, Tobias Harris is he back with them or where would he go? I think he's still there. Okay, that's so, why I wish so I had my iPad. I had all the rosters, and you know, but yeah. yeah I mean, uh, so I mean, obviously Simmons and all that, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, I'll go 76ers. I don't really like anybody on their team. Um, personally, you know, Embiid <laughs> drives me nuts. Simmons drives me nuts. I just don't really like those guys. That's not really – maybe that clouds my what I think of them as a basketball team. Um, I know they're very good, but to me, obviously, you know, my number one team – uh, has my re- I'll you know get into those reasons when I get to them, but uh, for me I'll go 76ers at number two. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna go with the 76ers also at number two. Uh, I call them the the baby Lakers. Their formula is going to be similar to this year's Lakers squad. <laughs> a lot yeah. of big bodies, uh, obviously a big facilitating quote unquote guard. You know LeBron will be running a lot of point this year. Ben Simmons obviously the same way. You know, you have a big that's pretty well-skilled, AD, you know, and a flopper. I don't know why I just spaced his name, Embiid. But but I don't like them guys that much either, just like you said. Uh, uh, being in the NBA and don't shoot at all, that's still one of those things that just bothers me. And people put you so high on their list. Like, come on, man. He's not that great. He's good. I'm not going to take anything away from that guy. But not being able to shoot just bothers me. <laughs> Did yeah. you see in the preseason when he made that one three and the whole crowd went crazy? Yeah, it's more embarrassing than anything. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you made a three. Like, dude, you're a professional basketball player. You're supposed to be one of the best players in the world. Like, fuck out of here. Basically. I think he only shot it because the shot clock was running down. He happened to have the ball. So, <laughs> it's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, they're number two. They're going to be good in the East. I wonder where their shooting's going to come from. They let go J.J. Redick. That was their main shooter. So, <clears throat> I don't know. But, okay, number one, we both probably have the Bucks. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. They pretty much bring back their same squad, except they lost Mal- Mal- uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, that's it. Everything else is the same. Giannis is the monster. <laughs> yeah, and I expect Giannis to take another step forward in his development. Yeah. So, 
that's my big reason for having them at number one. I just think he's that much better, and I think he gets even better this year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's all that really goes to it. I'll, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks, number one. They won 60 games last year. That was by far and away the best. I mean, Raptors won 58. Uh, but of the other teams competing, I, I don't think the 76ers are going to jump up that high from 51 wins. Maybe the Bucks come down from 60 a little bit, but I don't think they meet. Uh, I don't think they, you know, 76ers gain enough for the Bucks lose enough games for them to catch them. So I'll go Bucks number one. Yeah, definitely. If Giannis uh, actually becomes assertive and starts shooting that three ball, he's going to be an extra problem. In the oh. playoffs, he actually started shooting that thing. And uh, it was dropping. It wasn't a crazy clip. It was around the 35% range. But if you can get that from him, oh, man, that's an unstoppable guy right there. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. uh, Yeah, that's our East. Um, pretty much both have the, the same thing coming out of the East. So I would say our bottom half is not the same, but our top half is pretty similar. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll pull our our championship winners out in the next. You want to pull your your championship winner out of the East this on this, or you want to wait until the end? Uh, we'll take it now. I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think the Bucks will be representing the Eastern Conference. Uh, I think they get to the finals last year. They would have been there. Um, good series with the Raptors. Raptors aren't there anymore, and I don't think 76ers are going to be enough. I'll go Milwaukee Bucks coming out of the East. Yeah. Same. Same old thing, man. I mean, yep. based on as long as everybody remains healthy, yeah, same. Milwaukee Bucks pulls this out. I thought about putting Philly there, but I just can't find any shooting on their team, to be honest. I just can't right. find. Um, and I don't believe Embiid is going to be healthy all year. He hasn't been yet, so that's a good that's a good assumption to go off of. Yeah, they said he said people were trying to get him to change his diet over the summertime, but he refused to do it. He said what he's been doing has been working. Uh, somebody he's been lying to himself though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you can say that. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and do our West. And then uh, we'll go to the championship and uh, the season awards. We'll be right back on Balls Don't Lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. We just gave our predictions for the Eastern Conference. Um, Now let's do the West. Going from eight to one, regular Steven, who is your number eight pick? Well, like we said earlier, the West is the hardest one to pick. And for me, it's the hardest to pick the order of all these teams because they all seem the same. For number eight, I have three teams. (laughs) And I don't mean that I have three, like six, seven, eight. I already got one through seven. I got three teams that I don't know who's going to finish eight. I got the (laughs) Pelicans. I got the Timberwolves. And I got the Sacramento Kings. Those are, those are my groupings for one of those teams to me gets the eight seed. I have no idea who it's going to be. If I had to put money on it, I guess I would go with the Kings. But I just don't know. The Pelicans look a lot different. Timberwolves, someday they're going to be good. I don't know when it's going to be. But someday I feel like they might be a playoff team. They got oh. some good pieces there. At some point it's going to work. So... Kings, Timberwolves, Pelicans, you guys are all my eight seed uh, until proven otherwise. <laughs> all right. So I was in a similar predicament, but I, I went ahead and picked one. But as far as the grouping, it was the Kings, it was the Pelicans, it was the Mavericks, and San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yep. So I picked the Pelicans just because I hope so badly they go to the playoffs. That's it. <laughs> Yep. If I had to put money on it, it would probably be the Kings, as you, as you said, or maybe the Mavericks. But I'm hoping that's the Pelicans. It's just impossible to know. It really is. It's going to be so interesting to watch it play out this year. Dude. It's just really hard to pick that. Oh, my goodness. All the teams we're about to name in our top eight, it's like, yep. Any order. Any order you want. You're not wrong. That's for sure. So who's your number seven pick? Number seven, I went with the Warriors. <laughs> uh, they're going to have, I know 
look, with Curry and Draymond, I think that's enough to keep them afloat. Uh, good coach, good culture. Uh, I just have, you know, feel like they're going to find a way to be competitive and competitive. You know, there might be only a certain amount of games, like the the amount of games that will separate number seven and number one in the West is a lot fewer games than what's going to separate number eight and seven from number one in the East. So, you know, you had last year alone, uh, let's see who won, Nuggets 54, Jazz 50, Clippers 48, Rockets 53, Blazers 53, Warriors 57. Uh, That's five or six teams I just named that all finished with 48 or more wins, whereas you look over in the East and you can't do that. So, you know, (laughs) so yeah, I'm going to – I'm going to go Warriors at seven just because. Who you got? got the exact same thing, man. The Warriors. I think they're going to be hurting in the beginning. They'll 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 maintain and stay afloat with, like you said, Steph and Draymond. Um, but when Clay comes back, I think they'll pick up, you know, a little more momentum as going into the playoffs. Assuming that Clay, uh, not Clay, but Steph stays healthy because he's going to play a lot. He's gonna have to play a lot of ball. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely Golden State. Who you have for your number six? Number six, I really have no explanation. I'm gonna go Blazers, uh, just because. Okay. <laughs> You're right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, my number six is Utah. Uh, okay. I think they're gonna be good. Uh, like you said, these games are gonna be teams are gonna be separated by one or two, three games within this middle pack. So, Utah is gonna have a good squad this year. Who starts out faster? That's really where it goes to. So, yeah, yeah number, yeah, number six, all that jazz. Number right. five, you got number five. I'm going Houston Rockets. Uh, <laughs> add Russ Westbrook. It's going to be entertaining. We talked about that. They're one of the teams I want to see just to see how they distribute the basketball. But again, all these teams are so close. Had to pick some order of them. Number five, I'm going Houston Rockets. Okay, number five, I got Portland Trailblazers at number five. They have pretty much a lot of continuity on that squad. They haven't changed around a lot. Though that 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 front court, that back court, I should say, is bananas. McCullough and Dame Dollars been there forever. Chemistry is already there. They're still going to get W's. Their top four is just so heavy. So we'll go. Number four, who you got? Number four, I got the Clippers. Uh, you know, obviously adding Kawhi, Paul George. Uh, they lose Shea Gilgis Alexander, <laughs> most no, mostly notable for me, uh, him being a Kentucky guy. But that's an up and coming point guard in this league. I don't mm-hmm. think that helps them on that front. I know they have Patrick Beverly and all these other things, but um, I'm not sold on the biggest thing for me with Clippers. I'm not sold on Paul George actually, just as a player. Last season was the anomaly for him. He's got to prove it to me that he is that level of a player on a consistent basis for another season. First year or his first couple years, uh, I don't know how long was he with Thunder? Two years, year and a half, whatever. The first, the first go round with the Thunder, he wasn't that same player. Last year, very good defensively, more consistent. He is coming off some off-season surgeries. I just got to see it from Paul George. I'd be glad to have them prove me wrong uh, on this one, but uh, obviously I didn't quite. But I'm going to go Clippers at number four. Mm, Clippers at number four. Okay. I'm going Houston Rockets at number four. Um, they got James Harden. They're just going to get W's. He's going to get those regular season flop fouls. He's, he's just going to put up 700 points a game, and it's just going to be the same as it has been the last three years. Nothing's going to change. I still want to know how, <laughs> obviously, how Russ is going to fit in, but it's eventually going to revert back to Harden. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see, but yeah, I think number four is a good spot for Houston, right in the middle. Yep. Uh, number three, who you got? Number three, I got the Utah Jazz. Adding Mike Conley, adding Bogdanovich to what they already have. They're very well coached. They're very fundamentally sound. Uh, one of the things the Pelicans played a game against the Jazz in the preseason. I don't remember who made the comment, but uh, he was talking about the Jazz, you know, playing defense against the Jazz because the Pelicans are implementing a new defensive system. And he was saying, one of his things he said was just that they they made the right read like 95% of the time or something like, something to that effect. Right. Uh, just a very smart basketball team. And when you right. add those pieces, I think Mike Conley kind of stabilizes them. Uh, and when you add Bogdanovich and just kind of, you know, everything they still have, uh, Gobert out there blocking shots, 
Uh, so I'm going to go Jazz at number three. Woo, yeah. That's what's happening. Uh, I'm going the Los Angeles Lakers at number three. Okay. I think they're going to be obviously killing it this year. I don't think they're going to particularly dominate the whole season. I think there's going to be games where AD sits out. There's going to be games that LeBron sits out. You probably have a few nagging injuries. They're coming into the season with Kuzma on the injured list. You know, there's still a chemistry issue. This whole team is pretty much brand new. There's only two players from last year or three players that's on the squad from last year. So it's a whole chemistry building phase that still has to go. Now, if you look at the preseason, you're like, eh, I don't know if they need that, but that's the preseason. Kind of doesn't count. So, yeah, I just think they're going to start off maybe somewhat fast, but taper off at some point. They're easy. Their schedule is kind of easier in the beginning versus, you know, the middle and the last part of it. So, yeah, that's the only reason. Number three, Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Number two, who you got, brother? Number two, I'm going Lakers. Uh, assuming Anthony Davis stays healthy and can play 90% of the games because he's, through his whole career, he's never been hurt seriously, but he always has these nagging things, um, yeah. you know, cause him to sit out a week or two at a time, whatever, a couple games here and there. Uh, assuming Anthony Davis stays healthy, uh, I think LeBron's, you know, on the revenge tour here. Uh, I'm going to go Lakers at number two. I really like what they did. I would have liked if they had Boogie Cousins, but Dwight Howard getting refocused and re-energized uh, with a non-guaranteed contract, basically, if they can cut him by whatever, December or January. Um, you know, I, I just think I like what they had. Danny Green uh, shooting the ball. Uh, I just really like what they've done. Um, what was the other? Avery Bradley. Those are underrated pickups um, yeah. by some people. I, I just think those are really good fits with this team. And mm-hmm. I just think the Lakers are going to be good, uh, hit the ground running right out of the gate. And so, yeah, I'm going to go Lakers at number two. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> my number two is going to be the Denver Nuggets. It's just a team that's been together for pretty much, uh, what, two two years already now? Is it two years? Yeah. yeah. Murray, Jokic, and them. And they're just good. Almost for no reason. They're solid on all fronts. Their center, the Joker, is bananas. The slowest man in the world that can get to any spot that he wants. I've never figured it out. I've watched him play many a times. He reminds me of one of my boys I used to ball with back in the day. He just has no special skill. He's just he's just good. It's just it's weird. I don't understand it. But then you have uh obviously Murray. And they're just good, man. I, I can't even explain it. I haven't watched a lot of Nuggets games, but every time we play them, I'm pissed because they're always giving us the business. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I just know they're going to be good. They they didn't really lose anybody. They're just bringing back the same squad. So I'm gonna pick them number two. Number one, who do you have? Number one, I'm going Nuggets. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons you just said. I think Jamal Murray takes another step forward. They got a really good thing going with their culture out there. Um, So, yeah, uh, nothing to break down. I don't know that team that well um, other than they're good. And they got a lot of same pieces coming back. They didn't really lose anything. Uh, And they still – the part of what makes them good is is still based on a lot of young players. So I'm assuming guys like Jamal Murray and those guys, they're going to take a step forward. So I can only imagine they're only going to get better. Again, all these teams are going to be separated by a couple games here and there. So where I have the Clippers at number four, that could be a two-game separation between them and the Nuggets. So obviously that could flip-flop, and just a two-game <laughs> difference could make the difference between being one in the West and four in the West. Right. So, you know, got again, got to put them in some order. I guess maybe I'm just trying to look smart. Uh, but the Nuggets did finish with the second-best record in the West <laughs> last year. So I'm going to go ahead and just go Nuggets at number one and see what happens. Who you got at number one? I'm going the Clippers, man. And I just have a bad feeling. That's why. Being a Laker fan, Kawhi going there and then Paul George shows up. I'm like, oh, this is how it's going to be. They're going to be that one up on us this year. I don't think, (laughs) you know, I don't necessarily think they're going to be really better than us, but you know, I, I don't I don't really know. Their defense is gonna be stupid. It's just gonna be ridiculous from top to bottom. I don't know how they'll guard 
the Lakers in particular, because we're just bigger than everybody. But everybody else, it almost like you don't have any chance. <laughs> it's just don't. The Claw, he's a great defender. Patrick yep. Beverly, a great defender. Paul George, a great defender. Like it's it's almost top to bottom. And they squeaked in the playoffs last year with absolutely nobody that you can name besides Patrick Beverly. Now you have two top 10 players in the league on your squad. That's a scary sight, bro. It's just a scary sight. <laughs> I'm anxious yeah. to see how it works. You know, Paul George and Kawhi are similar players. How do you put them on the floor at the same time? That's probably my biggest issue with them. Obviously, you can make it work, but it's just weird because they do play the same position for the most part. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm I'm calling for the Clippers to be number one seed this year. This year. Which would be an interesting matchup if it my Pelicans things come to true come true. That would be an awesome matchup. Clippers and the Pelicans had <laughs> the first round. That'd be awesome. For sure. All right. So with that being said, who do you have coming out of the West as your Western Conference champions? I've got the Los Angeles Lakers coming out of the West. I'm going with LeBron and Anthony Davis. We talked about it's a league of of duos now as opposed to the big threes. There isn't a better duo than LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yes. So that is who I'm going with. I think the Lakers did enough things. The fact that their roster is so different, like you said, that does create some early chemistry things. But the fact that their roster is different is a good thing. Because I didn't like their roster before, and I like their roster now. Yeah. So, that to me, that's that's only a good thing. I don't care about chemistry as much as I do talent and pieces. And they have way more talent and good pieces than they did at this time last year. Winning pieces. I know Brandon Ingram, you like that guy. Lonzo Ball, you like that guy. I'm not saying they're bad players. I don't think they are conducive right now to contributing to winning the way that the Lakers are expecting to win. The guys they brought in, even though they're not as big of names, your Danny Greens, your Avery Bradleys, they're more suited to help you win as opposed to being elite-level players. So I like the pieces with the Lakers and obviously LeBron being healthy. Obviously, this conducive on Anthony Davis being healthy, like I said. If that takes place and health is not a factor, I really feel good about the Lakers coming out of the West. I, I mean, I totally agree. The Lakers roster is built to win a championship, especially with the LeBron and AD pieces put together. I mean, there's no pairing that is more perfect than them. You have a, a big that can do absolutely everything on the floor. He can shoot from mid-range. He can shoot from the tray ball. He can roll to the basket. He has moves. You can throw the lob to him. Like, giving LeBron that off a of pick and roll, all those options, oh, my gosh. Then LeBron is going to terrorize you from every spot on the floor himself. And he's super unselfish. He finally has his shooting pieces that he wants. Um, I wasn't very sure. I know Danny Green is a good shooter. But, shit, watching last night's preseason game, everybody was stroking. And yep. I won't take it, you know, I – Obviously, they won't stroke like that the entire season. I think they shot like 58, 58% from Trey Ball yesterday. Avery Bradley was uh, four for six from Trey Ball. You know, I don't expect that every game, but having the ability to shoot um, from Trey Ball presents a whole different challenges for your defense. You can't sag in the middle all the time. You actually have to respect all the shooters. They talk about Rondo shooting 36% from three-point last year. Eh, yeah, he's on the team, but people still don't respect him as a shooter. <laughs> it's just it's not. He got all those good looks because people were handing them to him. They weren't contested. So having all these great shooters on the squad, still have fast, fast break potential. You know, Kyle Kuzma running, you know, AD, JaVale McGee. Like, all these people are great on, you know, running the fast break. A lot of block shots, a lot of steals. It's going to be amazing. In a seven-game series, what are you going to do? <laughs> Once they game plan for you, what are you going to do with those guys? It's, it's a lot of weapons. 
It's going to be interesting. It all depends on health. That's really the main thing. But if they go in the playoffs healthy, I think it's a wrap. It's, it's just a wrap. But, yeah, me too. All right, me so, too. Uh, so with that matchup being set already, M- Milwaukee meeting the Lakers in the finals. How do you look? You calling Lakers? I'm I'm calling Lakers, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm going to say the Lakers and and LeBron. I think LeBron wins his fourth and final uh, championship. Uh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, and uh, you know, you're not going storyline. Not going dynasty yet. I'm not going dynasty. <laughs> I, I <laughs> not going dynasty. Uh, because I think when Clay Thompson gets healthy, I think the Warriors all become we're, that's too far ahead. But yeah, uh, the biggest thing is LeBron's age for me and making that statement. And I think this year, you know, I think he stays healthy. I think he goes on revenge tour and then putting all the mileage back on those legs for the postseason. I'm worried about him staying healthy again. At some point, you got to figure the body is going to start breaking down him, or he's going to at least start to become uh, not the LeBron James that we're used to seeing. Um, he's already lost some of the explosiveness. Obviously, he's still, you know, that's relative. He's obviously still very explosive. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think moving forward, uh, you know, again, not to project out too far, it's really hard to make that. I'm not sure why I made that comment. I feel like I just got myself in a hole here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, still- I, I will go Lakers over the Bucks in the finals. Sorry, Giannis. Uh, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis this year. And yeah, Lakers get that championship. How many games? Six games. Game six games. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'll go six games. Yeah, that's that's safe. That's safe right there. I think I'll stick with that same thing. Six games. Yep. I was gonna go five, but. I'll yeah. give I'll give Giannis the benefit of doubt. He can pull out two of them, too. Yeah, yeah they're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Lakers win the championship. Twenty twenty, six games. Lakers over the Bucks. Okay. So with that being said, who is going to be the Finals MVP? Then we'll go to the season MVP. Finals MVP. Who you think? Finals MVP. I'm going to, I don't know. It's obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Anthony Davis. I'm going to go Anthony Davis with finals MVP. MVP. Okay. 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 Who do you got? I'm going LeBron on the finals MVP. Okay. I think I'm going LeBron on the finals MVP. Yeah. LeBron just can't help himself. In the finals, he's going to try to go nuclear. <laughs> He's trying. Yeah. He's going to absolutely try to go nuclear. All right. So, next award, season MVP. Who do you have? Well, I want to give a shout out to a couple guys. Uh, I'm looking at a couple guys that will be contending for the MVP uh, in no particular order Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis. Uh, who else? I'll go with those guys, but I think I'm going to go with my MVP. As LeBron James. (laughs) I'm going to go LeBron James. I think he has the revenge tour of a lifetime. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, I think he stays healthy all year. I, I, I thought about going Anthony Davis. I'm worried about those two guys stealing votes from each other. Uh, I thought about going Anthony Davis, but I just worry about his health. Again, not the long-term stuff, but just missing too many games for little ticky-tack injuries. He's already having thumb issues, whatever. Uh, I I think LeBron James plays 82 games this year, and just to prove a damn point. And I think he just goes revenge tour style, and and I just think LeBron James takes MVP, and I don't think it's even close. I think it's by a landslide, uh, LeBron James. Who you got? That is the funniest shit of all time right there. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> all right, for sure. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I have a somewhat of a ranking, I guess. <clears throat> and this all is based on health. If, if everybody remains healthy, obviously, obviously, I'm actually going 
Steph Curry for MVP this year. And the reason why is because he's going to have to take such a load by himself this year. I can fathom him scoring between 30 and 35 points a game this year and, you know, getting them into the playoffs. Uh, when Okay, so when is Clay projected to come back? Did they say by Christmas? Uh, I... I'm not sure. I, I think it's going to be later than Christmas. I think it's going to be more like January time. I'm not. I I don't recall, but I, I thought I remember them saying more like a second half of the season type type of oh. timeline. Okay. Yeah. I just think Steph is going to have to carry a much bigger load than anybody else in the league, especially when we project them to still make the playoffs. So, but other candidates, AD. Yes, if he remains healthy. He's going to have a stupid season. I'm looking for 26, 27, 28 points a game, 12 rebounds, four or five assists, you know, carrying on. Giannis, obviously, he's going to go crazy in the East. Uh, LeBron, only reason I don't have him up there is because I don't think he cares much about the regular season for the most part. He's more happy to have AD than anybody in the world. He doesn't want to carry the entire load. He wants to manage himself for the playoffs. He's going to do what he has to do to get a W, but I don't think he's going to try to go nuclear into the playoffs. Now, if he decides to flip that switch early, then your prediction will be correct. I I totally agree. I just don't think he's going to have that mind state. <clears throat> that's yeah. it. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that's all. And it's hilarious to see him playing now because he has all this gray in his beard now. And he's yeah. still playing like a young dude out there. It's weird. Yeah, it's real weird. spin moves and finishes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go ahead, boy. He's over here looking rested. Yep, Damn. fine wine. Yeah. All right, so with that being said, who do you have for rookie of the year? Uh, <laughs> there might be a stupid pretty- question. Yeah, well, I guess more I would talk about some of the other guys that are going to be in the running that I think, because I who I'm going to pick, I think, is fairly obvious um, for what we've talked about and just here, you know, whatever. Um, but I think, you know, again, in no particular order, I think this grouping of guys, uh, John Morant, um, Tyler Hero, R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, and... Uh, my guy PJ Washington with the Hornets, man, that's one of the big reasons why I think they're going to have a chance to contend and not contend, but just to contend to get that eight seed uh, in the East is, you know, obviously losing Kimba, but I think PJ Washington is going to be a lot better than people think. Uh, he's already getting rave reviews from his coach and local sports writers. They've talked about how, uh, you know, his ability to process information and he looks like a veteran. Um, He's a he's a Draymond Green type of guy. He's gonna give you similar stat lines where it's gonna be, you know, the the 15, 8, and 7 type games. He's gonna give you those pretty consistently, I think. Mm-hmm. Um so so watch out for PJ Washington as a dark horse finishing in the top five of the rookie of the year. Uh, obviously, Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero finishes second in rookie of the year. Um, and this the guy who I think is gonna win, I'm gonna give him the same treatment because I, I think he's cut from the same cloth. Uh, but my rookie of the year, I'm gonna go with Zion Williamson. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Zion Williamson with the with the rookie of the year. I think that's a pretty safe pick if he stays healthy. Uh, not trying to sound like a genius there and pick against right. him. So yeah, Zion Williamson with the rookie of the year. Oh man. <laughs> All right, no doubt. That's man, I need I need to get one of those mics just because you could do that. <laughs> I'll probably overuse it. But anyway, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I'm going to start using it all the time now. Like, dude, no, you got to quit. <laughs> oh, it sounds so good, though. All right. Um, for rookie of the year, there's only five picks to really choose from. And that's Zion, 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 Zion. Because <laughs> he plays with hot fire. Hot fire. Ripping, I run. Just I run when I rip. <laughs> It's free with Zion running away with it as long as he uh, stays healthy. Um, close second and thirds, probably Ja. Ja's going to probably come in second because he's going to have to carry a much bigger workload than everybody else for the yep. most part. I don't know anybody on the Grizzlies. I just know he's going to have the ball all the time. 
long as he stays healthy, he's very, very small. I keep saying it. He looks so, so, so small. Brandon Ingram small almost, just not as long. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> third, Tyler Hero, I think he's going to get a lot of burn out there. He's going to have the green light, per se, too. You know, somebody who can stroke like that, you got to give him the green light. Um, everybody else you said, P.J. Washington, the one word that stuck out with me sounds like a veteran or plays like a veteran. I noticed that at Kentucky. He seemed to be a mature basketball player. Obviously pretty strong out there. Seemed like he had a lot of good footwork out there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he seemed like he's had an old man game, if that makes sense to you. When I saw yeah, well, him. He's been, he's been shooting the three ball really well in the preseason. And that was something that he's really improved on in year two at Kentucky. Um, was working on his three-point shooting and became one. He became by percentage our best three-point shooter, um, okay. and and honestly by looks too. I mean, I'm <laughs> crazy because we had Tyler Hero last year too, but uh, it looks good. And and he's been shooting the ball really well from three in the preseason. So that's translated. It almost seems like uh, the same jump that he took from his freshman year to his sophomore year. He almost seems like, based on what I've been reading and hearing and seeing. Um, that he's taken the same kind of jump from his sophomore year to his rookie season. And if he's made those kind of improvements at that increment, he's going to be very good because that dude is it. So. Yeah, that's what's up, though. I liked his game. He was probably my favorite player on Kentucky when I watched. That's for sure. He seemed to make the most impact plays in the tournament. That's for sure. Yeah, he's our go-to guy. He's He's one of my top five Kentucky guys for sure of all time. So. Yeah, he's uh, I'm I'm just really pulling for him hard. I hate that he's in Charlotte because, yeah, just nothing really good seems to happen in Charlotte. But yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that doesn't stun his growth too much, and you know, eventually he can maybe get out of there, or maybe they become good. I don't know, but uh, I, I just hope it doesn't kill his career. So. Yeah, I mean, it gives him a better opportunity. As I guess that is, he may have to play there for his rookie few years, and then. I don't know. Shoot, I have no idea. It sucks to be on a sucky squad in the NBA. That's for sure, though. It really <laughs> does. Sure. It does suck. So, well, the excitement, the excitement and the excitement is here. NBA season kicks off five days, I believe, next Tuesday, October 22nd. I'm so hyped. We probably could have did a four-hour episode on this on all the potential storylines that could happen throughout this season um we'll talk about this a lot more as the season goes on obviously the football season is still going strong we're in week seven uh both of our teams are (laughs) they're okay i guess you know my (laughs) not doing so hot but your team is in the mix of it uh off the way of being in a dangerous spot (laughs) definitely so uh the lakers will be talking i'll be talking particularly a lot about the lakers um i'm deciding on if i should do a a separate podcast for the lakers i'm not sure i think i'm just gonna keep it on balls don't lie though but we'll see we'll see we'll see um i guess before we exit do you want to give them a little preview of what you got going on before we move on to closing the show Sure. Um, so, you know, for all of you that have listened to me and Anton for the last, uh, what, almost, I guess, a year now, uh, 60-something episodes, uh, we're over thousands of listens. Um, appreciate all you guys, and you're going to be able to continue to hear that. We're obviously always going to uh, keep recording the show. It's just too much fun not to. Um, yeah. But we both have talked about uh, doing our own podcast. Uh, separate from Balls Don't Lie, but related to it, you know, kind of in the family tree, if you will. Uh, and so I've launched one. It's going to be coming hold out. On. Hold on. Before you say it, before you say the name of your show, you got to hit it with the echo. I'm just giving, throwing that out there <laughs> before you even go there. But yeah. Go <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the name, name of the show is The, the Way, Way I, I See It. it. Yeah, with regular Stevie. I like it. And that. you can, <laughs> and you can find it. You can find me on Twitter. I've already set up the Twitter page at regular Steven. That's where you can interact with the way I see it podcast. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be 
it's going to be very similar to you know style in that i'm still going to talk about sports but it's not going to be team focused where i'm not going to talk about the bears necessarily you know i'm not going to give the same analysis and breakdowns of games the way we do on balls don't lie um it's going to be more like general national stories so you know like for example something like the officiating uh in the nfl or maybe this uh stuff that's going on with the nba in china uh stuff like that it's also not going to be just sports so i'm going to also talk about things just whatever i find interesting maybe it's just stories i come across on twitter like uh the largest avocado was just grown uh, ever and it's a yeah. huge avocado and and stuff like that is interesting to me and stuff that i find funny and it could just be things you know i might be reviewing a movie like the joker or maybe I'm talking about a school or not a school shooting, but a mall shooting in Florida that actually wasn't a shooting at all. Um, and actually, oddly enough, you know, obviously, since it wasn't actually a shooting and nobody was shot, uh, I, there's things in that story that I actually found to be very humorous. And so I'll talk about that and tell you how I can find funny, you know, ideas or thoughts in, in an event like that. Um, so just a little bit different take on show on a uh, you know sports and just whatever i find interesting i also have some ideas on things to do once listenership gets growing and going uh to do you know an interview series uh on different social issues that you know whether it be homelessness um or you know uh you know stuff like that immigration uh things like that i'd like to do an interview series that makes makes connecting with issues like that a little more real um, to maybe just shed light on some of these things that I'm passionate about. Um, so a lot of ideas for the show to, to go in certain ways and certain different things. And um, it's really just going to be a show to tune in. Hopefully you find me funny because uh, if you don't, you might not care what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll, that'll pretty much be it. So it's going to be the way I see it right now. I'm kind of scheduled for probably two or three episodes a week. Uh, they may range anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes long. Uh, depending on how many things I can find that I find interesting out there in the world. Um, so that's the schedule right now. I'm hoping to have the premiere uh, debut episode uh, probably come out on Friday, this Friday. Uh, so everybody can be looking for that. It'll be available on the same places we're available at Balls Don't Lie, uh, Spotify, all those places. Um, so I'll get all that information out to on my Twitter at Regular Steven. Uh, that's where you can interact with the show. And uh, yeah, thanks for that question, because that's uh, that's an exciting thing. And I'm excited for yours to come out. I know there's things that you want to talk about uh, that aren't necessarily sports related as well, um, that don't necessarily fit under the Balls Don't Lie. We give so much content on Balls Don't Lie about our teams, analysis, breakdown, top fives. Uh, it's hard to find time to do all of those things and do some of the other stuff that we want to do on the side uh, under Balls Don't Lie. So this kind of allows us to do our own uh, separate things there and uh, I'm excited for yours to be coming out as well oh it's coming baby it's definitely coming baby <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly when I'm going to do that but uh, very near future I will be uh, releasing my own podcast I'm kind of on a mission everybody who's uh, I talk to on the regular I'm trying to get them to do a podcast uh, obviously I didn't actually talk you into one but we've talked about it for a while and it was a good idea, and you went out and did it. I got my other homeboy. His name is Nate. He's coming out with a podcast called Nate's Theory. Now, I helped get him started. So I'm last, but that's okay. The best is always yeah. for last. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's, uh... it's all about cross-pollinating. Yep. You know, we all have different ideas, all different views and stuff like that. And it's always good to get them out. There's a lot of audiences. We want to tap into all of them if if, if possible. So that's what it is, man. <clears throat> Anything yeah. else? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, uh, you know, just exciting times. It's exciting times. We got we got uh, NBA season coming up. Hopefully you guys, you know, if you if you disagree with some of our picks, we want to hear about it. Okay. Oh yeah. The voicemail feature is there for a reason. Absolutely. Let us know. If you think our picks are stupid? Let us know. If you agree, let us know. Let us know why they're stupid. Just get into contact with us. Get on the show. That's what we're really striving for: is to have more fan interaction. Uh, definitely have more interaction on Twitter. 
Uh, but now we just want to see more fan interaction uh, on the show. So, you know, feel free to call in and tell us how dumb we are or whatever. So Absolutely. We're definitely not sensitive. So when you call in, say it with your chest. We want you to say it. <laughs> say it out loud. For sure. All right, man. We're going to get out of here. Uh, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, and subscribe. Click the link in the description to leave us a voicemail if you want to leave one of those questions or tell us we're stupid. Anything. Uh, also, there's a link in there to show your support for the show. And uh, I'm going to try something different this time. The balls, they do bounce. They do fly through the air. For regular season, tell me what the balls don't do. Well, the way I see it, that was awesome. And the balls, they don't lie. And nope. neither do I. Sure. And neither does this guy. You better know that. <laughs> Later, we dudes. Out. I holler.